Welcome to Ben Better, How About You? I'm your host, Katie Nara, and I have been successfully managing my depression and anxiety for the past 15 years. If this sounds like a self-help commercial, it kind of is. Mental health can feel messy, confusing, and there is no universal prescription. But the more we openly talk about it, the more we will discover together. P.S. I am not a doctor, but I hope you will join me and my guests, including authors, doctors, celebrities, specialists, and friends to hear their journey with mental well-being and to learn tips and tools for support. So let's dive in. Today, we welcome Valeria Lipovetsky. In 2017, the fashion model, nutritionist, and mother wanted to reach more people and make an impact on the world. Utilizing her title as a holistic nutritionist and expertise in the fashion world, Valeria began sharing her pregnancy journeys, recipes, and realistic everyday experiences on YouTube. Now she connects with the world every day. She has an audience of over 6 million highly engaged followers across all social media platforms. She She's renowned for her global presence, connecting with her audience through relatable fashion and lifestyle content. As a mom of three and business owner, she has built what started as one uploaded YouTube video to a large team of expert creators who share her vision and ambition to constantly create relevant, engaging, and contemporary digital content. From styling tips and tricks to how to tackle relationship issues to the everyday reality of being a working mom, she is constantly creating and sharing her life with the rest of the world. Welcome, Laria. How are you? Welcome. Thank you. I'm so good. How are you? Well, actually, been better. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> I saw you were in Europe with three kids. So was that, how was that? It was nice, but it was also a very draining experience. Not in a way where, I mean, I enjoy the family time, but um, right. it's a lot of work. But I knew I, I went into it knowing that it's going to be a lot of work and there's like a greater goal and the goal has been reached. So overall, it was really nice. What, now, wait, what was the goal? The goal was to really uncover any dynamics or any behaviors or something that, you know, because when you're together 24-7 for two weeks, it's very different, uh, especially in like a new environment. So I just wanted to like check in with everyone, see how everyone is handling it, you know, putting us as a family out there and just mm -hmm. see what needs a bit more work and what's been going well. And we had a lot of fun and we created memories, which is obviously the most important. Right. And for those, I feel like everyone will know, but can you just tell us how old your boys are? Yeah. So I have three boys. I have uh, Jake, who's my eldest, and he's 10 years old. Benjamin, who is eight years old, and Maximus, who is four years old. Because I feel like Benjamin is like a little you, and Maximus looks so much like your husband. Does that sound creepy also that I know that? No, but I think you're mixing them up because there's so many of them. Jake, I feel like looks like me. Benjamin, the middle one, looks like Gary. A hundred percent. Okay, wait. So Ben, he's the younger one. Benjamin. Max Maxie's the youngest. Okay. And that is the middle one. Unless you think that the youngest one looks like my husband, which would be a first. Who's the one that is very like I mean, there's a face looks exactly like you. It has to be the yeah, it's it's the oldest and the little one. I would say those are, it's my side of the family for sure. Okay, yeah, it's really cute because you're going to see he's the most into the moves and all your- Yes, that's Jake, the eldest, yes. Oh my He's my gosh. BFF. <laughs> okay, okay. It's so funny because I love that where I'm like, oh my God, this is a mini husband and like mini- Valeria. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I guess you're used to that. Is that strange when a stranger says that? 
or you just, it's like a different character when you see yourself doing. It's something that obviously we knew what we're getting ourselves into. And we knew that we're going to put ourselves out there. There was a period where the kids were very much involved. And then I kind of stepped away from it. I didn't want them to be on social media and now they're asking for it. So I think that it's not weird to me. For me, it's like, yeah. it's my community. Like it's like I'm sharing with friends and I enjoy it. It doesn't feel weird. And especially, do you think it'd be different if you had girls? Yeah, definitely. Right? I yeah. feel like boys, it's, they're less neurotic, but I don't have children. So that's just me maybe making that up. But I just feel like boys, like social media is like not as crazy. It's still crazy. I think it touches everyone to some extent. I think it's just for girls, we really internalize things, right? For boys, I mean, they internalize some things, but they're just looking at things a bit more simpler. You know, one thing comes in and it comes out of the other side. Like it's not so serious. And mm -hmm. I mean, I just remember myself as a young girl, I was just, I would hold on to things. I would hold, hold on to emotions. You know, we really Right. We process the world differently. So yes, to have a girl, I talk to my friends that have girls all the time and I just, I salute them because it scares me to think about the amount of awareness you need to have and like how in touch you have to be with your girl to make sure that all these messaging or whatever doesn't, you know, seep mm -hmm. through. So mm -hmm. I think it's a, a little bit more complicated. Yes, I would. I would think that too, just like with body image and mm -hmm. everything else, even though a lot of my gay male friends would say it's the same with the gays. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know. I guess it's, <laughs> I guess it can be, but yeah, it might be. I, th I think, I think for a boy, yeah, I think some maybe at the end of the day, we're all kind of, you know, built differently. I'm sure that even among, between my boys, right? I'm sure that maybe one hold holds on or like cares about something more than the other so I think it will affect one uh, or the other in different ways but I yeah I would say that as a girl from experience I feel like we're just right and you've been basically I would say like online since 2013 right uh that's when your YouTube channel started I guess it started yeah but I wasn't really into it like I opened the channel but it was just kind of not mm -hmm. really understanding what I'm doing with it or what it could be. I feel like I started really focusing on social media in about 2016, 17. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what do you think has, I mean, so much has changed, but what do you personally mm -hmm. feel like is the biggest change? Are you in therapy also? Do you mind me asking or no? No, no, you can ask. No, I've tried it a couple of times yes. and I have a lot of friends that go to therapy. And I know that a lot of people say that you really have to find your person. I tried it, but it, it hasn't been happening for me yet. So maybe right. in the future. Yeah, I find it. It's I've been in therapy since I was five. So I've been in therapy a long time. Wow. I, yeah, I That's find it's almost like dating. You yeah. know what I mean? You have to find the right and I think a lot of therapists are not probably the best therapists for so many people or people have, mm. as like with anything, have their degrees and it's just not the right fit or someone can have a really bad experience mm. and then it turns you off to therapy. And, and I think also there's many different forms of therapy, like your form of therapy, maybe yoga or someone else's form of therapy, maybe painting. And it just depends on what you find that works for you, right? Or yeah. what is your sort of therapy throughout the day, whether it's just taking five minutes alone with yourself or 
And even if you have a bunch of kids, like find a closet to sit in, like on the floor and do a meditation app. Especially nowadays, there's so many different venues and things we can use. Like you're saying, even though people villainize social media, it's brought us, you know what I mean? I met you through social media, you know, like I found you, there's so many things that are positive and of course Mm -hmm. negative, like with anything. So a hundred percent, this thing with therapy, you know what it is for me. I feel completely relaxed and I can step back from whatever's going on in my head and kind of do a self-evaluation. So that to me is my therapy. And for now it's been working. And whenever I feel like I need extra help, you know, I reach out to certain people that I trust and to confide in, but otherwise that's been working for me. And I feel like one day, and I'm a very, like, I'm very honest with myself. I feel like one day when I feel like I hit a wall, that's maybe when I'll go back and, you know, look more into finding that one person to start a new journey with. Right. In therapy. Your husband's like, Hey, what? No. No, I mean, it's to each their own. I, okay. I have so many questions. So I have Mm -hmm. to, what does it feel like to be a trailblazer? And do you ever have, I feel like most of your, or I would think a lot of people or your fans would think, Oh, she never second guesses posting anything. Do you ever have that thing where you're like, Oh, I don't want to post this. Yeah, all the time. Really? I mean, yeah, of course. Even now, I mean, now I, I work, I have an amazing team and Jessica, a team member that works with me on social media on like Instagram and stuff. She sometimes would be like, Valera, just stop overthinking it. I know this is, go- this is, let's try it out. Let's post it. Let's do it. You know, this is a proven thing or this is something where you might look at it. Like I might look at things and be like, this is boring. Cause it's me, right? Also when you are the content at some point, you're just like, who gives a shit? Like no one cares to see another this or another that. Or so I really lean on my team to sometimes be like, you know what? You're you need to step back a little bit. You're just like too you're overthinking it. And and that's why I love be like working with um with a team and collaborating. Cause I think when even back then, back when I just started, I was overthinking a lot of things. And I probably didn't post a lot of content that could have been great. But I mean, we'll never know because I was just like, no, this is this is not it. It's it's hard. You get like caught up in yourself and the self critic comes in. And so that's great. Mm -hmm. I noticed too on your website, are you guys also um, helping others with content too? Like the company that you've started, it Mm -hmm. seems like you're sort of expanding out where, can you tell me about that? Cause that's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, through the years, um, as my husband and I kind of build the ecosystem around my personal brand, we build a really amazing team and a lot of the work that we do, even with brand, our brand partners, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of brand partners come to us and we always have that added value of, you know, the information and the expertise in the space because we live and breathe social media. Mm-hmm. So we kind of created a new arm to our business, which is Valeria Inc. And that arm is very much like the experts within my team. And we have in YouTube, we have in, you know, storytelling, we have all these different aspects that we do for my personal brand. And we offer that expertise to uh, mostly brands and some individuals that come to us and ask for that help. So that's that's just something that naturally, yeah, naturally happened because we've noticed that people kept on coming and like, asking, you know, for this expertise for the educational part of it all, because you don't see it that much, you know, the really like how to do things. There's no, a lot I mean, of, it's just like sort of a mystery uh, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. And I, yeah. I was, cause when I was uh, doing research on you, I thought, 
wait, am I misreading this? Cause I think that's really cool. Cause I think most people would want to like, hold on to the secrets. Do you know what I mean? It seems like you want to share the secret, but because you're a very, I think it's generous, authentic person, but I, I don't know. I was like, this is so great that a brand or a personality or whatever could come to them and use their expertise. One of the most interesting things I found is that you really wanted to work at McDonald's. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it was your, <laughs> no, I loved this story because it was your bar mitzvah. Is that right? Or is it bad? I'm not Jewish. Yeah. So I'm probably saying it wrong. Yeah. No, or I'm saying it right. Okay. And that your, your mom saw that you were a shy kid, but your mom saw pictures that you seemed to kind of come out in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. Something would click. Mm -hmm. And you said to her, these are going to be nothing. And she's like, okay, you can work at McDonald's if nothing comes of these modeling photos. And you were like, yes, I'm going to work at McDonald's. Yeah. And here we are now, 5 million viewers across the platforms, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. For me, I mean, I grew up in Israel. It's a okay. small, in a small town. Uh, there was very much, there wasn't a lot of visibility to what's out there, right? Okay. So for me, all my friends were getting jobs. I was already about like 14, 15, and mm -hmm. all my friends were getting these jobs. And I mean, most of them were working at these unknown little restaurants or banquet halls. And I'm like, I was aiming high. I'm like, I don't want to go to these no-name banquet halls. I'm going to go to McDonald's. That's a brand, you know, like people know McDonald's. So I was, yeah, I was already looking at it like this is the start. Already branding yourself at the Mickey D's in Israel. Exactly. <laughs> but it didn't work out, thankfully. Yeah. And I feel very fortunate that I had a mom that kind of like saw, you know, yeah. where she couldn't push me to get me out of my shell. And she definitely was not into the McDonald's situation. <laughs> And she is, is part of your work ethic, you think, from your mom? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I grew up in a household with, I mean, my mother was always kind of the breadwinner and mm -hmm. she was always someone who very much championed, like, we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. And she dreams very big and she is not scared of hard work and she has no ego about it. I mean, she immigrated like three times and each time, you know, coming from a certain position that she worked to get to, she would go right back to cutting oh, starting over salami in like delis or cleaning people's houses. And she never had an ego about it because she knew that it's just, that's just the start and you have to be humble and continue to build it up. And, and she did it three times. So for wow. me, I definitely have this understanding of, life is very cyclical. There's ups and downs. And it's very much about like believing that things are going to get better and not really sinking into, you know, the black hole that sometimes we find ourselves in. So, right. Does your mom now, or she near you now? Yes. We're working now on uh, officially moving her to Miami. Okay. And it's amazing to have her close. I mean, the reason why I left Israel originally was because I wanted to be closer to my mom, because my mom and my brother moved like five years before me. So I always felt the need and always felt drawn to like be close to to her. And now I'm very happy that she wants to be close to me. So we're working on it. <laughs> and you were in Canada before Miami? Yes. Is that right? So what brought you guys to Miami? I think that the pandemic was a big shift for our family. Right. I think that it 
made us realize, I guess, the environment we want to be in and how we want to live and who we want to surround ourselves with. And Canada was wonderful, but I did start feeling even before the pandemic hit that I kind of hit a wall Mm -hmm. and I felt a bit like not aligned energetically with the city and the country. And it's an amazing country. And I met my husband, I had my three kids there, but I felt like, okay, there's more. And I think that during the pandemic, when you think about there's more, and we talked to with Gary many times about moving when you're just so comfortable and so, you know, in your home, which is about a house and everything was just very stable and nice. And there was no even talking about moving. I mean, it was all so hypothetical, but we had like this, I guess, false idea of security in a way. Mm -hmm. And I think with COVID, that's what it took away. It took away that idea of security and it made us all realize that, hey, you know, you never know what's going to happen. And at the end of the day, that security is really just our family and how we, you know, the choices we make for our family. And that's it. So we decided to move to a warmer climate, which Mm -hmm. has been working very well for me. I grew up in the desert. So Israel, (laughs) Bersheva, it's like in the desert. So this is very much my climate. I'm thriving. Yeah. And just also wanted to move to into the US because it just made sense for the future of like our business to be in the US. Uh, So all the things just align and we're like, you know what? Let's just do it. Yeah. Here we are. That's awesome. I feel like so many people did things like made career changes, me the same way during the pandemic that maybe they wouldn't have. So that's Mm -hmm. a positive where you just felt like, okay, I can do this. Everything's falling apart. We may all not be here tomorrow. Exactly. And same with you, like thinking, okay, we can move. Yeah, it was a big moment for us. I'm very grateful. Obviously there was a lot of crazy things happening during that time, but I feel like there's quite a few people that I know that just really took so many lessons and realizations and it really just peeled away from all the kind of, you know, nonsense or things that we think we know. Yeah, exactly. So it's been, that's awesome. So part of that really, you're always so authentic with your audience. Right. And I know that I don't even know if it's something that you try to be. I think it's just who you are. And so many people, I think, try that, but don't succeed. That's kind of it. I mean, there's a way to grab an audience. You know, at the end of the day, it is kind of a business. So you do have to think about, okay, I'm, there's content that may be more authentic than other con- than other things that I do, but there's kind of like a goal to each. So, I mean, I hope it answers the question. I don't really know how to be like, be authentic. My answer is like, be yourself, but I mean, what is well, this even? No, no, that does answer. And uh, some, (laughs) some article I read you too, you said, don't try copying. Like what, if someone else is doing something and that's not you. Cause like, I found that once a few years ago, I had a friend of mine who was always like in glam and like dress nights. And meanwhile, I remember I was like taking these photos on the street and stilettos. I'm like, what the fuck am I? This is not me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I, Mm -hmm. I just want to be with my, the horses and like, why am I in like stilettos and the glam and the hair? And it's, that's a good point too, of sustain. What can you sustain? Mm -hmm. Yes. Because you can't just kind of have random stuff. I feel like if it's random, then it doesn't, it doesn't play well, you know? You Yeah, you can sometimes experiment. And I right. feel like for me, there's now a formula, right? Right. And how do you handle criticism? Because I was on your page, I saw some comment, like I won't read it. I'm like, how does she not like want to go murder this person? I think in the beginning, it was affecting me a lot. But, you know, criticism from people that kind of don't really know my life are not really part of it in any meaningful way. I don't really pay attention to. Uh, but what I do pay attention is that if it triggers me, I'm like, we got work to do. Because why is this triggering me? 
you know, like, why is this stranger triggering me? That's, that's really great though. The three buckets. And you brought up your podcast, Not Alone, which launched in end of February, right? Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about it? I know about it, but tell everyone else about it. Yes. So my podcast, Not Alone, is very much me putting myself more out there, but also creating a space where I can fully express myself in. And I think that, you know, with social media, I mean, on Instagram, it's wonderful, but I can share to an extent and I can mm. have a conversation to an extent and a lot of things get lost in the way during like a conversation or a caption or a photo or a video but on YouTube it's it's amazing like I love it but again feels like people consume information differently there it just has to be quicker faster you know happy a beat differently <laughs> happy happy joy joy and then on podcast I was just like I miss that one platform where I can sit and just like unpack mm -hmm. and really you know have people and have conversation and get better at having conversation that's another thing it's another phase for me of like self-evolution because you know I for me been doing social media for about seven years now I'm pretty good at it but with podcasts and like interviews, this is this is a new territory for me. And it creates these like very nervous butterflies and uneasiness. And I thrive on that. Like for you me, you get nervous. Of course, I get nervous. I always get nervous. And because I still have that the self-doubt and the imposter syndrome right. and all the blah, blah, blah. And like I, I'm at this right. point in my life where I'm like, OK, here's another challenge. Here's another thing I need to take on and become really good at it and know that I kind of took up the challenge, you know, and not like. Away. Yeah, exactly. So to me, that's important. That's part of my journey that I share. And when I evolve, that's when my content evolves. And that's why I feel I can continue bringing valuable information and lessons and, you know, share my life in a meaningful way. So it it was kind of born from all these different aspects. So from yeah. just having a platform that I can have deeper conversations to, to really challenge myself and continue evolving and developing and continue to, you know, build that corner on like for my community on social media right and not alone where did that come from the title I think that that came from honestly my community I think that I am very inspired by the people that I have daily conversations with and that follow me and that share things about their lives with me and so many times whenever we share things I'm sure you get it too, right? People will write to you and be like, oh my God, I feel seen or I feel heard or I, you know, that happened to me and I'm so happy to know that I'm not the only one. Because at the end yeah. of the day, that's what it's about. And social media, that's the big thing about social media is that it created a place for everyone to find someone they can feel like they're not alone. And mm -hmm. to me, that name was just so fitting because a lot of the topics and the subjects that I talk to, if it's from female friendships to sexuality, to yeah. the kind of struggles in motherhood and self-identity in motherhood, like all of these things, we, most of us feel it, but we always assume that we're the only ones that feel yeah. it. No. And so, I don't know why it's just like with this thing that fell over. My assistant was here and I was like, get out. Like, I'm like, I can do it. And then the whole thing like fell on me. Like, I, like why am I doing this by myself? Like, not exactly. alone. you know what I mean? Like, I just think that's 
our, when I was listening to your intro of like, why do we all think we have to do it by ourselves? Yeah. You know, where mm-hmm. that wouldn't have happened maybe if he was here. I'm like, go to lunch. Bye. Exactly. It's like falling on me. And I'm like, I can do it. I can do it. No, that's the, that's our downfall. I feel as, uh, yeah. especially as women, I feel like we're very much into that. Uh, I can do it. And you know what? I don't want to do it. No. <laughs> yeah. You're like, no, thanks. <laughs> Yeah. So I think that also at this point in my life, I'm 32 and I very much learned in the last, especially with the move, we moved like two years ago from Miami. I've realized how community and friendships is so important, this like next stage in my life and, Mm -hmm. you know, building my village and having people that I can truly be open and vulnerable and have these discussions. It's so important to me. Uh, So to me, that's also was a very big contributing factor to me wanting to start this and yeah you know creating that online yeah that's great when you moved did you find it like hard to find your community like a female friends I know one of the episodes is like making friends as an adult mm-hmm. and I feel like that's but like you mm-hmm. know sort of a trendy topic and what did, what did you find in Miami I well I think that I didn't do a good job even back in Canada to be honest with you with <laughs> with creating room in my life for friendships I think that when we are when we start adulting we prioritize so many different things and friendships mm-hmm. are definitely not one of them friendships and you know enjoying your time with friends feels a bit more of an indulgence in our society for for some well, reason especially, especially three kids Right. Exactly. Especially when you have a family and you have your partner and, you know, all the things. So it feels for a lot of moms like, okay, that's not a priority, but something that I've, so I've realized that I haven't done a good job. And when we moved here, it kind of dawned on me that it's like, hey, I've been really lonely, not just now because we moved, but for a while. And it's kind of a choice that I made, right? I, block myself from creating these deeper connections. And I think that when I moved here, I kind of, once I've realized that I made a very conscious effort to come with an open mind and an open heart and, and very much let people into my life. And some people stuck and others didn't, but I've been very fortunate to find some really solid, great people. And it's really all about like, once I was ready and energetically like open to it, mm-hmm. the right people started coming. So it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be, you know, because right. I made that like switch in my head. Right. And because you say you're 32, that one of the articles was like how you're always mistaken for a teenager. Yes. Because you do look so much. What is that like? I mean, I love it. Growing up, I, I, you know, when I was 17 and people thought I was 11, I was like so pissed and I would always put so much makeup and do all the things to try to look older. Yeah, you probably I mean, then really looked more like a kid, like trying to go out. Yeah. Exactly. But now I'm like, yes, like when yeah, I amazing. get, yes, when I get asked for an ID, I'm just like, yeah, that's the way it should be. But when they don't ask me, I'm like, uh, what's going on here? You're like, you should ask me. Excuse but me. it's true. I think I remember even when I came across your page, I was like, wait, how old is she? I was like, she has three kids. So uh, I'm definitely fortunate to have a, a youthful glow. The kids definitely also keep me young. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's fun. I'm excited for the time when the boys are going to be like, you know, men. And then I'm right. just going to be walking around with three yeah, men. You're like the, the, the young, the teen mom. Exactly. <laughs> they better ask for my ID then. 
Okay, well, we always end with our rapid five questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> what do you do for a mental break? Personally, for me, it's very much about solitude. Like I really yes. love spending time with myself and I need that time with myself. It's definitely hard to find it, but my husband is even trained at this point to just know. He sees me and he's like, you should go and stay at a hotel for one night by yourself. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, thank you for the reminder. So I, that's something that's very important for me. And I very much get to rest and get inspired and just, you know, do the things that I need to do. Because once I I am in a space that I can just be alone, I feel like I just take all these like responsibilities and roles that I play on a daily basis off of me. And I'm just, I just feel like, oh, I can breathe a little, you know, I you can, can like- breathe. Yeah, I can just look at things like outside of it all and not just in it and just trying to keep up with everything. So that to me is very much my number one thing. Another thing is, and that's one of the biggest things that I love about us moving to Miami is just being close to the ocean. I think the water has been just a phenomenal source for me of just perspective. You know, yeah. I can just sit and look at the ocean and there's something that's like, it's a cleansing. That's been really wonderful. But yeah, it's just really much about having those boundaries and creating that solitude for myself. And it doesn't really matter what I do when I'm right. in that solitude. It's just having that like, okay, I'm alone and no one's around me and no one's asking me for things and, you know, no one's trying to find me. And that is kind of my self-care practice i dab i'm trying to say consistent meditation and things like that but you know life gets in the way it's on and off so i try to find just moments throughout my day where i can really be like aware of the small things and you know if it's when i like make tea or make coffee or mm -hmm. just walk outside like even looking at a bird like these small things when i really hyper focus i feel like it brings me back to just the moment and that's enough right. for me that like right. helps me to. You know, I think that's really, back. really good advice for any mom that I think mm -hmm. many probably don't take the time just to have some time to themselves. It's hard. It's hard to manage or to schedule because I think that the way it's presented to us now, like the self-care and the things like that, it, it sounds like, okay, you know, I have to book a day off or I have to do all these different things. So for me, just creating the pockets throughout the day is enough for me. And that's how I manage to kind of, you know, keep going mm -hmm. at very busy times. And when there's a lot of demands of me, but I think that's just being self-aware, you know, when those are enough and when it's time to be like, Hey, I'm out two days, I'm gone, <laughs> husband, boyfriend, whoever here, take care of adulting. And you kind of check out, but it, you have to be in touch with yourself to know when you're kind of reaching that point where you're about to. Right. And that's good advice. So the little things, and it doesn't seem like so daunting of, oh, I have to do a whole self-care day at a spa or something like that. Mm -hmm. When is the last time you cried? The last time I cried? Probably in Europe. <laughs> well, I'm glad uh, some people are like, oh, five months ago. And I'm like, this morning? No, no. Actually, you know, it's not even in Europe. When we came back, like, I think the two days after we came back, our nanny, who is, you know, my lifeline was also <laughs> off. 
and the kids are home. I forgot to put them in camps and it's just like, it's, it was a freaking chaos. And I'm like back to work. I remember yeah. I just stood there and I'm like, it's time to cry. It's time to let it out. And I just closed the door in my closet, yeah. cried. And then I'm like, okay, let's go on. Yeah, that's good. What are you currently reading? I'm reading, I'm reading a couple of books, which I don't know. When, the, the, okay, so one of the books that I'm reading is The Creative Act, which is actually amazing. I highly recommend. Hmm. I don't remember the author, but I'll send it to you. That one is great. And then I'm also reading Seneca, <laughs> which you need to take little by little, obviously. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, those are the two things that I'm reading right now. And what is the best and worst advice you've been given? The best advice that I was given, and I feel like that advice I get from a lot of successful people in mm -hmm. life, I feel like they always tell me like, no one really knows what they're doing. So don't get too, you know, hung up on if you're not good enough or you don't know enough or things like that. Like everybody is just kind of, trying things out and putting things out there and some things hit and some don't. So that I feel like I always remind myself that and that makes me a bit more brave. And then the worst advice I've ever gotten, nothing that comes to mind, honestly. That's good. You're not holding on to the, Sometimes I think I just forget them. Can be like good advice. Like, oh, you'll never become a, you know, big, big on YouTube or something like that. And it's like, oh, just watch me. Or, you know, oh, you can't do that now. But that's good that you don't hold on to any. I don't remember. Negative. I have I have such selective memory. Like I have, I don't have infinite space in my brain. So I, the way I hold on to information is just, I have a serious audit in my head. Mm -hmm. And even my mom, sometimes she's like, remember this? And remember, it was like big events in my life. And I'm just like, no, no, I don't actually. <laughs> like no what instagram account do you find uplifting if if any so you know sometimes instagram can be like or tick, yeah. it could be tiktok it could be anything online uplifting yeah like sometimes if you go into like a doom scroll of social or of and and for instance like one of my best friends on instagram is a raccoon you know like <laughs> he's like i like, love what, that yeah like what Actually, he lives in Florida. You should probably try, we'll try to meet him. But like, what do you look at if you just want to laugh or? I mean, for me, I think TikTok just serves me the most random things. And I finally got on the right side of TikTok where I get positive things. So like before I, I joined the podcast, actually, I was scrolling through something and I saw this one author that was sitting for his book signing and no mm -hmm. one showed up. And then, you know, a stranger comes and films it. And then the next day, like his books are all sold out. Like, I love that shit. Oh, I feed me wow. that all day. I love it. And I get inspired by just people. There's another like 22 year old mom who lives in a trailer park with her four kids and her content on TikTok is literally like what I'm making for lunch for my four kids in a trailer park. And I find yeah. it fascinating. So yeah. I think there's anything that's just different or um, evokes positive emotions. I mean, mm -hmm. it's limitless. There's so many great people out there that just put great energy. So I don't yeah. have one specific one. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. Thank you to Valaria for joining us. Where can our listeners find you? 
Yes, I'm at Valeria Lipovetsky on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and you can also listen to my podcast, Not Alone, on all of the streaming platforms. And that's it. Just Valeria Lipovetsky. All right. You got your full name there. That's pretty good. It's mm-hmm. not like Valeria underscore dot. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank that's you. It. Thank you for tuning in to Ben Better. How about you? To learn more, please visit benbetterhbu.com and check out our Instagram, bbhbu. Slide into our DMs with your questions and or comments. Also, be sure to subscribe for your weekly prescription. This pharmacy is open 24-7.